0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Band of Chicago Land Stories the podcast. I'm your host Pekastanis. This is uh episode 66, season 3. Today's date is October 10th, 2021. And uh we have uh an interesting show coming up today, and right now I'm going to play a commercial from Dispense's Castle of Toys, and here's a com- and here it is. Excuse me. Here's the commercial from 1978, and this place was located in Oakbrook Terrace, Illinois. Thank you, everybody, and uh, enjoy.
1: Girls and boys, come and see. The greatest toy store in history. Dispenser's Castle of Toys. It's a castle. Dispenser's Castle of Toys. It's a toy store. Dispenser's Castle of Toys. It's tremendous. Come to Dispenser's Castle of Toys. Oak Brook Terrace, Illinois. Dispenser's Castle of Toys is a quarter mile north of Oakbrook Center, Route 83 and Roosevelt Road.
0: Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Dispense's Castle of Toys. Uh, it was a wonderful toy store uh, back then. Um, someday I'll do a podcast episode and I describe the beginnings of the business. Now, it has a very interesting history. And uh, I will do that then uh, down the road. We'll see. Anyway, uh, today we will talk about three things things uh first off we will talk about the zenith display salon store that was located in the chicago loop uh, and after that we will talk about the tv show the blue fairy uh, that starred bridget Bazelon. bazlan i think it's how you pronounce her name or is Bazlen? i don't know someone could correct me on that uh later on and third i will talk about um something it, something uh unique i will discuss my favorite salerno cookie when i was growing up i will go through um most of the cookies that i remember but i will talk about my favorite so uh that should be kind of, that should be a lot of fun so uh, i want to mention two things uh before we get started um uh this past monday was my birthday and uh thank you for your comments on facebook and twitter I really appreciate it. I had a very low-key day. I didn't do no big party or anything. I just uh, stayed home. My mother made a wonderful meatloaf dinner, and uh, she baked a lemon cake, and that was fine for me. You know, it was wonderful. Me, my mother, and my brother, we celebrate together. That was very nice. And thank you again for the comments, and uh, well wishes. And second of all, uh, yesterday on October 9th, I was interviewed on a radio show called Where Are They Now? on WCPT 820 AM. And it was hosted by Art Andrews and Bobby Drell. And, uh, it was an hour show and I discussed, uh, about Riverview Park. And, uh, they asked me questions and, uh, thank goodness I did my homework. And, uh, we talk about the the beginnings of the of the park, what rides were there, um, why it ended. Um, they took in callers, and I, I love listening to their stories. Oh, it's wonderful, you know. And uh, I had a wonderful time. And uh, you can, uh, if you would like to listen, I put po- it's posted on Facebook and Twitter on my accounts. It's also on their Facebook page at WC. At uh, WCPT 820 twenty, if you can do a search. And uh, like I said before, um, those those two guys were wonderful. I appreciate for them to, inviting me uh, to discuss that. Uh, I sound fine on the radio, but I'm nervous uh, inside. I've doesn't uh, you know the saying, "You have butterflies in your stomach." But I, well, I felt like bats. That's what Peter Brady used to say on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> But uh, I held my composure well, and it was done by telephone. So, thank you, thank you again, guys, for inviting me. Uh, it was wonderful. All right, now we're gonna get get started on the show. First off, we're gonna talk about the Zenith Display Salon. Excuse me, a little tongue tied. Uh, I posted a photo of of the um. Of a photo of the all the television sets that were on display, not in front of the store, but inside the store, and all these zenith TV sets from the sixties. Oh, they were gorgeous back then, beautiful. And some were um, like a console, and it also came with like a record player. You know, it was like a piece of furniture back then. You know, and very hard to carry, like the. And uh, most were in black and white and color. Um, I'm trying to remember because uh, I did a story on my blog, on the chicagoland.blog, and I discussed uh, our first color TV set. That's when we, uh, my family and I moved to Ashburn in 1974. And there's a picture of me, my mother, and my brothers were standing beside the t- our new television set and both television sets, excuse me, and uh bozo circus was on the screen. and i and you can find that photo on my facebook profile if you do a search and uh, it's a beautiful photo and i believe my father took that picture or someone someone that was visiting i don't remember exactly and anyway um that was located at 200 north michigan avenue and uh previously was uh at 333 three, 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 three North Michigan Avenue, and then they moved, and it happened in um, February sixteenth, nineteen fifty nine. So around that time, and uh, so it was on Lake. It was on the northwest corner of Lake Street and Michigan Avenue, and uh, from what I've been told, or people have mentioned in, on Facebook that people used to look watch television shows on on the display window. You know, sometimes people didn't afford them, you know, that was like in the, like in the fifties, early fifties. And, uh, there was a story where when Milton Berle had his own, had his own television show called the Texaco star theater at the time, a lot of people didn't afford television. That was considered a luxury. Mm-hmm. They would go to your neighbor's house. They would go to a store, a TV store that had that. And they watched it. And, uh, when the show was on the air, um, uh, a story a story says that uh, when a lot of people didn't go to the bathroom when he was on, so the uh, in New York, the plumbing was like uh, decreased, which is interesting. I don't know if it happened in Chicago, that's an interesting thing to you know, notice. And uh, so anyway, back to Zena's Displaced Salon Store, uh. So people did that when it was in business. I don't know when it uh, left the store. I have no idea. So it probably was there in the 60s. And there is a photo circulating on the Internet that when the TV show The Monkees premiered in 1966 and uh, the, four, the four guys were on a promotional tour. And uh, I think they were on WLS uh, 89 a.m. And uh, they also visited the Cena store. And uh, there's a picture of them uh, on display, you know, right from the display. So it's somewhere out there on the internet. So that's very interesting. And uh, so that's uh, these days, you know, television sets are displayed, but not in front of a store. You have to go like Best Buy or Walmart, Target, you know, they have them on the shelves and all that. But, you know, looking at a, a, a store window, that's kind of cool. That's very nice. Okay. Next thing I'll talk about is, uh, the blue fairy and that starred, uh, Bridget Balson. And I'll give you a little history of that. Um, uh, it's that program. Let's see. Premiered on February 17th, 1958 on WGN TV channel nine. And it was a half hour show. And, uh, It was one of the earliest children's shows that was produced in color. I think the other one was Garfield Goose. And uh, it starred uh, Bridget as a blue fairy. And she was, uh, they dressed her up in blue. She had a tiara, you know, a blue gown and a diamond tiara. And uh, she had had a silver wand. And uh, she would fly in the blue forest and uh, she would say, uh, I'm the Blue Fairy, and I gr- I'll grant you a wish to make all your dreams come true. And uh, I never seen the show because uh, I wasn't born yet when it aired. And then she would sit in an oversized mushroom. I don't know how they picked that. <laughs> the other characters were, uh, they were creatures like, one was Tugnatius R. Jones and Myrtle Flower. And there was an old nasal voice wizard. I don't know if he had a name, but he sneezed all the time from what I've heard. And, uh, he would, she would fly around the forest and there would be kids there, children. And, uh, he would, uh, he would, she would be very influential to say, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, drink your milk. Be kind to be kind to people, to older people, which was uh, you know, very. Ni- uh, they just, I wish people would do that today. I don't know. <laughs> the children's program has changed, and uh, that only ran for one year. And uh, Bridget won the Peabody Award for that. Uh, I should say the uh, the program did, and it brought her a lot of attention. And uh, I found a photo along. A long time ago, that she did promotional, uh, she toured the city and did, or she was promoting a show. And there's a photo of her at Polk Brothers uh, appliance store that was once located at 85th and 85th Street in Cottage Grove on the south side. And uh, so she did that. And then once the uh, show went off the air, uh, she went into. For their acting jobs. So uh, let's see. So after that, she uh, co-starred in a show. Uh, it was called um, Too Young to Go Steady. And that was on Channel 5, uh, WNBQ. It was WM, NBQ, WMEQ. So that was like in 1959. And uh, that was only for a year. And then she started three movies. Uh one was King of Kings, the other one was uh Honeymoon Machine and How the West Was Won. And uh King of Kings and the Honeymoon Machine was both in 1961 and How the West Was Won was in 1962. And uh she stopped acting and then uh she got married and then uh she returned to acting for a bit. She did a couple of television shows uh she was on Days Our Lives, uh, the, the soap opera, and uh, she did dinner theater in Chicago. She, uh, I think she lived, uh, Yeah, she raised her daughter, and uh, she starred with Bob Newhart on a couple occasions. And uh, I heard she performed at the Ivanhoe Theater that was located on North Clark Street in the north side of Chicago. And so right now I'm going to play a clip. Of uh, which I found on YouTube and it's from from the TV show and it's uh, uploaded by someone named Liz Kinney. So uh, it features her children. I don't know if if it's her. I don't know if it's uh, the mother or I don't think it's the mother. I think it's one of the children that's in the show. So it's about two minutes. It's a two minute clip. I'm I'm glad I found this. So uh, anyway, so here's the show. Of the, the here's a clip of the television show, excuse me, of the Blue Fairy. Enjoy. Hello,
1: to the Magic Blue Forest today. And how are you, Bill? Wizard, I'm so glad that you could come today. And thank you all for coming and welcome to the Magic Blue Forest. Do you remember a long time ago that we had the story of Pinocchio in the Magic Blue Forest? Yes, yes. And we met some wonderful people like Pinocchio and Geppetto and Master Cherry. And we also met some animals like the cricket and people like that. And do you remember some other characters? Some of our other friends? Yes, I remember the white blackbird. That's right, the white blackbird. Well, we're going to meet him again today in our story. And we're also going to meet another animal friend from Pidocchio. And I think you should go right to our story now to see who that's going to be, don't you? Yes. All right. Well, here in the Magic Blue Forest, everything is made of wishes. And if I wish for a story, I have only to say the magic word. Mm-hmm the
0: blue fairy is produced by rufus okay i'm back i hope you enjoyed that clip um it's uh very interesting to listen you can watch the clip on youtube if you uh type in the search uh the blue fairy and you would find it and uh one th- a couple of things i failed to mention about bridget uh she was born in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Her father was Arthur Baslin. He was a retail chain executive. And her mother was famous in Chicago. Her name was Maggie Daly. And she was a newspaper columnist for the uh, Chicago American newspaper. Then it became the Chicago Today newspaper. And then she went over to the Chicago Tribune. And uh, she was uh, well-known you know, for uh, in Chicago, she wrote a column. She was a one-time uh, model, and she had her own radio and TV, and she was uh and uh, she owned her own sh- uh, television show at the time. I don't know when it aired during probably fifties or sixties, I would guess. And her other two sisters was Kay Daly and Maureen Daly <clears throat> Excuse me, and they uh, they worked in advertising. And, uh, actually there were, it was actually, it was Maggie Daly and she had three sisters. So there was Maggie, uh, there was, uh, Kay Daly, Maureen Daly, and Sheila Daly. And she was the youngest and she wrote a teen column for the Tribune. So that's very interesting. Actually, Bridget's first acting role was a, a, one of the first TV soap operas on television, I'm sure there was, it was called Hawken Falls, and that aired in, the, you know, 1950, and it only ran for about, for about five years, but it was live, and uh, few episodes uh, exist of that, so maybe someday I'll watch it. Maybe uh, Bridget's in there. So uh, she had an interesting life, uh, Bridget, that is, and, you know, she was in The King of Kings, and uh, she portrayed uh, Salome, and she's she performed an erotic dance. And, uh, a lot of, it was very controversial at the time, but, uh, now that's nothing. And, uh, so it's a, it's a very good movie. They show this movie practically around Easter time, just like the 10 commandments on, uh, channel seven WLS. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the movie many times, but you, know, I never noticed Bridget, but, uh, one, if I watch the movie again, I will, you know, I never give a second thought and, uh, you know, she died, uh very sadly uh she died in uh may 25 1989 and she was only uh 44 years old very young you know she's divorced twice and she had a ch- uh she had a daughter so that's it. She, she that's an interesting she had an interesting life you know and the blue fairy show is still remembered by everybody uh older than me you know and then uh i posted uh, tv guide covers uh, I had a postcard. Uh I found a postcard on eBay and I posted that. So, yeah. You know, so uh, I hope she's m- remembered more by people because uh, she uh she was very influential you know, to younger people. You know, there was a lot of good programming at the time on WGN TV Channel 9. Okay. Next up we're going to talk about the uh, well, the last subject that is it's uh Something different I would talk about. What's my favorite Salerno cookie? Now, I've mentioned this uh, a couple of times on my podcast about Salerno cookies. And everyone loved the Salerno butter butter cookies. It's still around, but uh, most people complained it's not the same. The recipe has changed. I think it has something to do with the trans fats or the flavor. I don't know. I haven't had it in a long time. And uh, you can still find them in stores. Uh Christmas time, you would find the jingles. I don't know if that's the same, you know. But uh, every holiday season, you would they would have the jingles and uh, or the gingerbread man. Uh, I like those. But my favorite solar uh, cookie was not the butter cookie. It was the Bonnie shortbread. Uh, and uh, you know, Nabisco makes something. It makes something similar called Lorna Dunes. I, I like those. And uh, I remember the design of the Bonnie Shortbread. It was like, uh, it was square and it had triangles on four-sided, four-sided, oh no, not four-sided triangles. It had four triangles, you know, had three sides and uh, used to dunk them in milk and they were delicious. I love those. And uh, they don't make those anymore. That's a shame. But I, I guess you have to st- stick with uh, Lorna Dunes, you know, and and but those as well. But uh, other people remember uh, other kinds of uh, sour cookies. My second favorite was Royal Stripes. Oh, those were better than Fudge Stripes from Keebler. But there was something richer, more decadent tasting than the Royal Stripes. Oh, I can eat a whole packet of it. <laughs> I almost did when I was a kid, and uh, they were they were those were my second favorite. Of course, butter cookies. They had chocolate chip. Uh, they had called Astro Cream. I remember that. And they had vanilla wafers um, right, instead of uh, royal stripes. They also had royal grams. You know, oatmeal cookies. They were good. Iced oatmeal or regular, and. Uh, Also, coconut bars. Uh, I posted a photo of that yesterday on my uh, social media accounts. And uh, most people loved them. Other people didn't. You know, they were nasty tasting. I don't know why. And uh, they used to dunk them in coffee, milk. Oh, they loved those. Because I love coconut, too. I really do. But uh, that wasn't the case. (laughs) So what I said before... My favorite cookie was the Bonnie shortbread. It came in a orange orange box or no, I think it was yellow at first. Yellow box. Yeah. And uh in Halloween they had uh, their own cookies, uh special kind, you know, it was called Trick or Treat. It came in a box like that. I have a picture of that somewhere on my files. So uh, I think I posted a poll question on my podcast, so you can answer. Uh, it will go on Spotify, and, and I would ask, what's your favorite solar cooking? cookie? And I hope people will respond to that. That's the first time I did that sort of thing. And uh, like I said, the factory was on West Division Street, uh, I think west of uh, Pulaski they tore that down about uh, not too long ago, which is a shame. It was kind of an art deco building. And then they moved the facilities at Niles. And uh, people smell the cookies baking. You know, that's what I've been told. Same thing with Nabisco, which is still in business. And it's lo- the factory is located at 62nd... No, excuse me. 73rd and Kedzie, you know, west of there. So if you drive on Kedzie, um, after you drive... Marquette Park, and you would see the the, uh, the factory with the big Nabisco logo. And people who lived in that area at the time when I was growing up, they could still smell it. I think I smelled it when I lived in Ashburn. I probably did. There was like a a faint scent of it. You know, it could have been that, but I uh, could be wrong. And uh, my mother knew a lot of people from our church that worked there. They really did. A lot of people. You know, it employed uh, um, a lot of Greek people that my that we know that the family does. So, um, but they all retired and passed away, and it's a shame because yeah, uh, it was a good job. But you work on the the uh, assembly line, and but they had good benefits so, and a good pension. So, bless them for working there, and it's still there factory but uh i think it's changed you know it was uh, bought out by some other company and they moved their some of the production to mexico i don't know it's a mess anyway so that'll be all for today uh i hope you enjoyed the show i talked about the zenith display salon store the the tv show blue fairy and what was my favorite salon cookie and uh, i will do another podcast uh probably tuesday and coming up this week, uh, I don't know if I'll do it Tuesday or the weekend, will be the 70th anniversary of I Love Lucy. And that should be interesting. I know it's not a Chicago show, but uh, growing up in Chicago, watching that show, still watch it. I will discuss my memories of, of that. So that'd be very interesting. You know, 70 years, that's a long time. You know, and Lucille Ball is one of my favorite performers, still is. I've watched her ever since I was three, <laughs> I got hooked. I can't help it. Okay. So this is Pete Kostanis, and I'm your host for Vanishing Online Stories. Uh, thank you for joining me. I will see you soon. And bye-bye for now. And here's Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.